Hello, this is The Playground and my name is Julia and in today's episode I wanted to talk about acceptance and my acceptance in terms of being alone and loneliness. For this episode I chose the song John Redcorn by Sir. Alone, every night alone Why am I alone? I know that you want me to Am I wrong? Tell me that I'm wrong Tell me I deserve all the pain that you put me through Oh I really enjoy the song and it's actually one of those songs where I listen to it at such 
a low point in my life where there was a time where I didn't even want to hear the song anymore because it just brought me back to that place. But I'm at a point now where I can just appreciate the song for the art that it is instead of associating it with all the negative times. I think to start off this analysis, I want to start off with my anecdotes first and then go into the lyrics. But to first start off, I wanted to talk about acceptance. I actually just came out of my therapy appointment and we were just talking about acceptance of emotions and one of my issues that I wanted some help with was accepting my emotions instead of judging them because I'll have these emotions and then I'll get really in my head and start to overthink why am I feeling this, am I right to feel this way? And what my therapist told me that I found really comforting was that part of therapy is not about judging yourself or where you're at. It's just about being aware. In fact, she even said verbatim because I wrote it down. The goal is just to be aware. And what I find really interesting about that is I feel like in our society, and this is even a sentiment that I've perpetuated on my podcast, but the idea of constant evolution, constant development, it can be really draining. And while I think that there is growth and movement to life in general, I think that if your mind is so focused on just reaching the next goal or milestone, you're not really just being aware of where you're at right now. And a lot of the times I feel like growth and development can get in the way of just self-acceptance because where you're at right now is where you're at right now and that's okay. Growth and development comes with acceptance. In fact, acceptance comes first and foremost and it needs to come fully before you're able to grow, develop, and heal. And I think the idea of acceptance, at least in my mind, for me, it was the starting point to the journey. But I think acceptance is in itself a journey. And I think that's important to keep in mind, especially when going through a healing process, because sometimes I'll get frustrated with myself of the lack of progression I've made. And I'll think about how I wish I was at a different point point in my development but that's not realistic everyone must start somewhere and it's okay to start at a place where you want to change but in order to get that change being aware and accepting it first are the first steps that being said throughout the semester one area in my life in particular that i really needed to start accepting was being alone and being lonely. I go to a school where individualism is the pinnacle of its existence. In fact, the whole point of my school is to have an individual major. Essentially, you get to create your own major. What comes with being a transfer student is a lack of community, especially just transferring during COVID times. That was just unfortunate in my experience, but it is part of my experience. Because of the lack of community and just the unfortunate COVID-19 pandemic experience came with a lot of isolation and being alone. And growing up, I always used to think that being alone was something to be ashamed about. And I never even enjoyed being alone when I was younger either. I always wanted to be with someone, either with friends or my sister. Being alone was even looked down upon in high school. If you saw someone eating alone, if you had to walk alone to one of your classes, at least from my perspective, it was not something you ever wanted to be in. In high school, when I did have moments of being alone, I was always frantic to find someone to latch onto. 
I've had so many experiences where I've been alone and I was always itching to get out of that experience. It was only until quite recently when I realized that being alone is actually a gift. It might sound cliche to hear that because there's this constant notion of always trying to turn a not ideal situation into one that one wants to be in. But I came to this realization because I realized that I was fighting being alone so much so where I was so unhappy. It took some time to realize that being alone is actually a privilege in the sense that you get to be by yourself, you get to know yourself, you get to hear your thoughts, you get to work on your creative muscle. To get to that level of comfort by being alone, one has to first accept themselves. Sometimes I think it's really scary to be alone because you don't want to hear your thoughts. You don't want to overthink and get in your head. And maybe that's a part of you that you don't really like about yourself. And that's why you're avoiding it so much. But being able to get so comfortable with your thoughts and how you think is a true power and a true strength, especially in today's age when we have technology to give us a constant flow of content and little hits of dopamine. Something that I found really helpful in this situation is when I find myself being alone, I take time to identify areas of myself that I'm proud of. Identifying areas that I'm proud of first and foremost makes you, well, proud of yourself, but I think it makes it easier for you to like yourself because you become aware of what you've experienced and how you've handled that situation. And I guess I forgot to mention this at the beginning, but I think one of the reasons why I struggled with being alone so much, not only as a young adult in high school, but as someone in college now is just because of the nature of New York. There's always something going on The city truly never sleeps and it can feel like you're out of the loop or that you're not doing enough, especially with social media where everyone seems to be doing the most. And the fact is, is I am also contributing to that notion of I'm always doing something, I'm always happy, and that's just what I curate my life to look like on my social media platform. But there was a podcast that I was listening to where the idea of choice came up and how choice is one of the defining factors of how one perceives a situation. If someone perceives that they were put in a situation that was not their choice, it is more difficult for them to find happiness in that situation. Whereas if someone chose to be in a situation, they feel more likely to find aspects of that situation that are more positive in nature. There's this study, and this was mentioned in the podcast, where it was a study on two rats where rat A had a running wheel that was attached to rat B's running wheel. Rat A could run however fast, much, slowly the rat wanted, whereas B had to essentially mirror rat A's movements. The test showed that rat A had all the benefits of exercise, whereas rat B had a more negative experience. And this is really just due to the choice that rat A had in terms of running and exercising more quote unquote free will. What I then did to help kind of ease my mind in my situation that I found myself in was essentially turning the situation into more of a choice. The fact of the matter was, whenever I felt most 
alone were moments where I didn't put the effort into making any plans or I thought that I needed a weekend without anything major. And it really made me realize that the disappointment stemmed mostly from myself and the decision I chose rather than the actual situation. When I became more integrated in terms of choosing what I wanted to include in my life, the happier I became. What I've realized is that I felt so much shame around my situation a lot, especially because, again, social media rarely ever shows someone feeling alone or being alone even. From that, what I realized was that the moments where I felt most shame were the moments where I felt like I needed the most support. And I almost felt a deeper level of disappointment of, wow, I really wasn't there for myself. Part of life is you just living with yourself as a human being, as a person, creating that relationship with yourself of who you are, what you need, what are your interests, what are your dislikes. It made me feel really sad that the one person that was really truly supposed to be there for me had let myself down. It's really easy to live ignorantly in terms of your decisions, choices, and experiences and it can be really painful to be aware of everything and to be aware of the fact that I wasn't there for myself. Again, it was a disappointment feeling, but at the end of the day, I'm more proud than disappointed that I am now aware of the decisions I've made that have essentially shaped my current reality and now I'm able to change my reality in terms of what makes me most happy, what will make me feel most proud about myself. And I think that idea can even be related to knowledge in general of ignorance is bliss. Knowing more oftentimes is a lot more difficult, just seeing all the terrible things happening in the world. But knowledge is power, truly. If you want to know more, it's going to be difficult. But be proud that you're able to hold all of that knowledge within you. Another experience I had where I felt a sense of shame and not really acceptance were instances in my past where they just shook me to my core. I felt so deeply struck by these situations and these situations were ones where I really felt hurt. I felt a lot of shame around those situations because it's so easy to look outside yourself and see that, wow, am I the only one that's going through hardships like this? And the truth is, no, you're absolutely not alone. It's just that nobody is off flaunting their their hardships. I spoke on this in a previous episode, but there is a level of gratitude that you reach for any hardship once you have had enough time and space. I remember I had experienced a situation where I was really hurt. And a couple months after, maybe three, four months, I still was feeling hurt by the situation. I was like, I'm never gonna feel gratitude for this. This really just hurts so much. I don't even feel like I've learned anything from it. And what I want to convey by telling that part of the story is that it was three, four months after that situation. There is no amount of time that is too long to really have enough space and time from a situation for you to get to a place of gratitude. It really took me about half a year and then some to fully and not even to fully to just feel gratitude for that situation in fact i was listening to another podcast where there's a study that showed people who underwent who went through traumas and great life altering moments if they could just if they could redo their life and not have to go through that would they choose that 
And according to this podcast, apparently like 99% of them said they would not take it back because it would take back all the life lessons they learned from that and all the character traits they've gotten from that experience. Another idea that makes me feel better about hardships or maybe even like people that have hurt your feelings is an idea that was in a YouTube video and this YouTuber essentially said maybe in a past life you agreed to undergo this experience or situation because you knew it would help you grow for the long run and I think that idea again of choice of choosing to undergo whatever situation it might be because you knew either in that past life or in your subconscious that this experience was going to help you grow comforted me and I don't know where I stand on past lives or guardian angels but this is an idea I want to revisit in terms of would I go back in time and try and change those quote-unquote hardships that'll be interesting to find out going more into the lyrics of this song the first line I wanted to analyze is alone every night alone this line to me and how it relates to my life is that I kind of live alone. I have a roommate, but she's never really in the apartment because she's always at her boyfriend's. And so really, truly going to bed alone is a feeling that I have felt and maybe for a moment in my time even tried to fight. But realizing that alone physically doesn't mean you're alone in your reality. Your friends, your family are all there behind you, supporting you. And it's okay to go to bed alone because that doesn't actually mean in the larger grand scheme of things that you are lonely, that no one is by your side. I also think about how a lot of the times friends don't express their appreciation and gratitude towards you that often, maybe. And so sometimes you might feel lonely because you don't have a constant affirmation of, oh, this person's there for me, I have their support. And then maybe you'll get into a spiral of, oh, if they really cared about me, they would reach out to me. They would make the first move to make sure I'm okay. But the fact of the matter is, is they're a full human being who is living their own life and that they don't know what you're feeling, especially if you're putting on a performance of showing that your life is great. I would say make that first move. And you might be pleasantly surprised on how people react and are there to help you in times of need. The next line, why am I alone when I know that you want me to? This line means to me that game of trying to put on an act that you don't want something, that you don't need something, that you're just fine when in actuality you do want that thing. You do care about that person. It's really draining and instead of draining your emotions into a false representation of who you are, why not just be yourself. It can be scary to be yourself and it's vulnerable to do that, but you'll have so much more energy in other things if you just be yourself. The next line, tell me I deserve all the pain that you put me through. Going back to that line from my poetry class, I hope the pain was not just pointless. I hope that this pain had a point, had a purpose. The next line, I really hate that I give a fuck. Pressing my line, I don't want to pick up. There are two parts to this. The first part being, again, pretending, putting energy into something that you're not, of not trying, in this case, trying not to give a fuck. But you do. You clearly do. So not only are you putting energy in giving a fuck, but you're also putting in energy of pretending that you don't. Cut that energy in half, give a fuck, and be authentic to who you are. And the next line is, 
or I guess the next part of this line is pressing my line I don't want to pick up. I recently had an experience where my actions were not reflecting my emotions and how I was feeling. And that person believed my actions. And what that meant to me was that I want to be in alignment with who I am and what I say. And if your actions aren't aligning, ask yourself why. Be very curious about that. And ask yourself what's more important to me, being in alignment with how I'm feeling or trying to do something that is against my authentic nature of being. And this relates to the line, I play hard to get, she keep calling my bluff. And the line, baby diving deeper and deeper. This just shows how when you're trying to put on a front of that you don't care but you clearly do, you're going deeper and deeper regardless of how much you pretend you don't care. The line, maybe I'd be better on the run, makes me think of you're on the run from yourself and from what you want and your authentic desires. You're on the run from yourself, not the other person really. It gets exhausting running from yourself. The line, this feels like a game of survival. This to me means two things. One being that when you really want something, you can have a tunnel vision for that. And it feels like if I don't get this thing, what that's not even a possibility. It's not even an option for me to not get this thing because I'm fighting so hard to get it. And this also means to me that a lot of situations where you feel confused and unsteady, you're in a constant state of anxiety. You're essentially just trying to survive. You really are in a state of survival in terms of trying to just live with this anxiety, this constant anxiety. And lastly, the lines, why am I dying for a title? Is it even worth the fight? This goes back to a previous episode where I talk about what are titles? Do they mean anything? What's the purpose? And in that episode, I talked about how there is an importance to titles. I can't deny that. We live in a world where language is incredibly important. Titles give a sense of stability, of trueness to whatever you're experiencing. I think when the line is, is it even worth the fight? That's a question for you to answer. Does it mean a lot to you to have that title? It's okay if it is. Or are you okay not having a title? That's okay too. Maybe you like the freedom of being in the unknown. And that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye.